Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He's unpredictable. He's relentless. He's fearless. He's smart. He's a jerk. Oh, man, what a jerk. How would you describe Kirk Minahan? Combustible. Unpredictable. Venomous. Obnoxious. Selfish. Polarizing. Enough about me. Let's get to the show. It's Kirk Minahan's Enough About Me. You know, there's been a million stories and documentaries and books written about the death of Len Bias and what happened after that. And that's interesting for sure as we've reached unbelievably 30 years. Uh, but I'm more intrigued, I think, now by the process of how the guy was drafted, how the Celtics wound up with Len Bias at the number two pick. You don't read a lot about that. You don't think there's much mystery, but there is a little bit of it. And we brought Jan Vulcan, who was a general manager of the Celtics at the time, and he talked about the entire process. You know, Brad Doherty, how they wound up with the pick, the trade of Gerald Henderson, the whole thing. A pretty good conversation with Jan Volka about the drafting of Len Bias. Were you looking to trade Gerald Henderson? Uh, no, not initially. I mean, there, there was uh, there was no um, in, yeah, no expectation or interest in trading him until we got an offer that came um, that came shortly. After you had just we, signed him, right? Shortly after we resigned him, maybe five days after we resigned him, I got a call from um, another general manager I know quite well, who was in the Eastern Conference, uh, who said who initially was calling to find out what the um, deal was what did mm-hmm. we sign him for and when i told him um and and that's all available i mean it wasn't there were, there were no confidences being um divulged because uh, that information in the year of the salary cap was um was available but um we um uh we talked he said geez that's a pretty good deal you guys you guys did you, did, you guys did okay look i'm looking at at your team, and I see how uh, Danny's playing, and uh, you know DJ's going to be your number one guy, and uh, um, I, I, you know, I'm wondering, would you guys take a first for him? And I said, well, you know what? Let's think about that. And uh, we went back, and uh, we turned them down, but we because uh, we didn't want them. Well, actually, I'm going to say we turned them down later. We didn't really want to in conference. We didn't want to put them in conference. No, I mean, it was a pretty good team that we were going to. So if we were to get a first round pick for him in that context, uh, it would have been considerably less valuable than what we ultimately did. When you say we, is we you, Red, Casey Jones, and anybody? It, and Jimmy uh, Rogers. Jimmy Rogers is part of that yeah, process as well, sure. right? And, that and was, what 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 followed after the initial call mm-hmm. was a conference call with the four of us, right? In which we. Uh, confirmed which 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 confirmed what i was saying what was my uh conclusion was that uh, let's look let's look elsewhere and if we we could still do that but we didn't want to um we didn't want to if we could help it make a conference t- uh, team better right and by the same token uh it was a team that was good enough that the pick wouldn't be stellar so we um looked through the Western Conference, and made some judgments about uh, where teams were going to be in a year or two. And those are the teams that we went and talked to. So when did the Seattle conversation start? 
Probably that afternoon. Right. Day, very shortly thereafter. Um, I think we signed him on a Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. He, he played in exhibition games in Texas maybe on Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, okay. Sunday. And I believe I got this call on Monday. And we ultimately did the deal on a Tuesday the next day. So it was very quick. Did they offer you turnaround? Did they offer you a pick that year? or And did they, I mean, what was the offer? Was the offer? Because the pick was not that year. No, it was not. Right. Um, we had, and I, and I, I, I don't like to... Um, because it's it's not public knowledge, and I don't want to um, embarrass anybody. Or mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm not I'm not going to tell you the name of the other Western Coast uh, Conference team. But we did get a we did have a conversation with another um, uh, West uh, Western Conference team who offered us offered us a first round pick in '86. This was in the fall of '84. Right. So the next pick would have been eighty five. Uh, eighty five. Mm-hmm. Um, they offered us a pick in '86, but that pick was. Um, Lottery protected. That was the very first time I had experienced that request from another team. Right. That uh, term was not. No, the lottery not, was, right. was, was new. It was only in right. the second year. Right. And lottery protection, um, which makes perfect sense to all of us now, was not um, necessarily, uh, well, had, had never been part of a deal that certainly that I had discussed. And uh, I can't, can't recall if it ever was. But this was a forward thinking general manager who right. put a. Uh, now put a limitation on it, um, and I, we thought about it. And I, I talked to uh, I talked to uh, the general manager for, uh, for Seattle, uh, Les Habegger, mm-hmm. and uh, he came back um, with an '87 pick, and but no lottery protection, which isn't a isn't a knock on him. That's the way it was mm-hmm. generally being done at that point. And I I I I told him that. I really wanted an 86 pick, and we had an offer for an 86 pick, which was legitimate. And uh, I said, um, uh, can you do that? And he said, uh, no. I said, well, have you talked to um, uh, the owner of uh, Seattle? I'm right. trying to try test name. Me. Barry Ackerley. <laughs> right, okay, good. And, and have, have you talked to Barry? And um, uh, he said, no, uh, not about, about an 86. 86. No, he said, no, we didn't discuss it, but I don't want to do that. I said, well, I can understand that. Maybe what you you should do is run it by Barry because I think it, I know in, in my case I wouldn't want to have to explain why I lost the uh, a player, player. Uh, because um, we didn't respond to their uh, their counteroffer. And he said, okay, and that's how the deal came about. He talked to Barry, and Barry said, okay, we'll do that. We'll accelerate it one year. Anderson was a good player, uh, but you know, I don't. I and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. 30 years has changed the cloud of my judgment, but I don't think of him as that kind of player. Is that, am I doing him a disservice historically? Well, I, Gerald was a very good player. Yeah. And he was a starter on a championship team, and, and um, his um, Henderson stole the ball. Sure, a, <laughs> was, you don't win the title in without that, right? You're down exactly, 2 0. Exactly. Right. exactly. It, it, it wasn't, it didn't absolutely doom us, but, but we would have been in a very difficult situation. But Andrews is a better player at that point. Well, what we learned uh, in training camp when when Gerald uh, was not yet signed, and so not in camp, mm-hmm. was that uh, we, we we felt that Danny played better as a starter than he did coming off the bench, and um, and he played better than Gerald as a starter coming off the bench. So he probably would would stay there, and Gerald would probably be the third guard, which isn't so terrible. Right. It, it was. It, it, I'm. I'm Underplaying it would that would have been a good three guard rotation. Excellent, yeah. Um, it was a good three guard rotation the year before, uh, except that the um, uh, 
who started and who was going to be coming off the bench would be right. different. But but Gerald was a very good player, and we we never said otherwise. Um, uh, I think the what happened to the pick in terms of the lottery um, probably. Uh, um, Juxtaposed against the against Gerald um, poorly. That is, right. I think I think Gerald it was the twenty fifth pick. Could be a different conversation. Uh, yeah, or 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 the fifteenth. Right, right. Um, it would have, uh, or even at the bottom of the lottery, maybe. Is sure. Uh, but at at, at the at the, where it came in out of the lottery as a second pick, I think it did a disservice to Gerald's. Um, to, to retrospectively looking at Gerald's uh, worth. I'm curious. So you're the general manager at the time, right? Correct. At the time of this trade, what, in in terms of the power structure. Is is Red still have complete yes no veto power on everything? What is the where is he at at well, this let, point? Let me let me let me skip ahead a year. Okay, okay. We've ju- we had just won the '86 uh, championship, and uh, I think we won it on a Sunday. And you draft, did. I was there. Yeah. The draft was um, ten days later, on, right. on a Tuesday. Right. And um, I did a live um, uh, shot interview with. I think it was Bob LaBelle mm-hmm. on Channel 4, um, on the 6 o'clock news on Friday. And essentially the, the, the call went like this from Bob. He said, uh, you, guys, you guys just won a championship. Uh, we got the draft in, 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 on Tuesday. And are you guys going to be ready for that? And I said, Bob, of course we are. Not only can we multitask. I mean, the draft we're we're, we're working on next year's draft now. I mean, we're <laughs> right. you know you're constantly. And this was in an era when when players went primarily four years, but some some only three years, but very few mm-hmm. at that point were coming out um, right earlier than that, and uh-huh. certainly very even fewer out of high school. So you were you were you were accumulating um, a database on players based on four years worth of. Um, of analysis so i said um I said, he said well what, what's going to happen this weekend i said well we we met all week going over the possibilities and realized we we have the second pick in the draft so it's kind of narrows down yep um we have no meeting scheduled this weekend um people um, our staff are we uh, i think uh, ed badger was our was our head scout scout yeah and uh, rick white was, was mm-hmm. a scout and uh, you know, people that we had great confidence in, um, who were, were participated um, in all of these um, these meetings, and we said we're not going to have any meetings on on the weekend. We're going to um, we're going to let everybody look at film as they want, look through the uh, scouting reports as they want. And I'm sorry, this is the weekend after you win the title. Yes, this right. is this is Saturday before this the draft. Is Saturday, Sunday. After we had won the previous right, Sunday. Right, right. I said, we're going to reconvene on Monday, and we'll go over the data, and we'll now reach a consensus on on who we want to draft, and that's the guy we'll draft. And that's what I said. I'm, it's live. We told Bell, Bell, right? Yeah. And in the back of my head, I'm saying, <laughs> who are you kidding? <laughs> right. And I said, I got to blurt it out, and I said, uh, well, unless, of course, Red wants to draft somebody else, in which case... That's the guy we'll draft. Right. So, of course, Red was – how could you not have the best there ever was fully involved? Was he one to of the – the degree that you possibly could. Was he the kind of guy, though, that that wanted you to disagree with him? Did he encourage open dialogue? You wouldn't think so by the way he responded to it. Right. But, yes. Yes, he did. I mean, Red, Red understood um, that one person can't do all of this stuff. Right. He just can't. Um, and he, he was – very good at letting people do their jobs mm-hmm. and then 
listen to what they had to say. Now, he may disagree, and he may disagree in a way that, uh, and, and, and I'll say it differently, he may disagree, and he may actually be disagreeable mm-hmm. in disagreeing, but it wasn't, uh, it was actually, it was fine. Everybody understood that, and uh, it was, there, were, there, were, there were very few bruised egos as a result. You're looking at this team, you know, 40 and, and one at home, and counting the playoffs, lost you know, one lost game at them? home, Portland. I was yeah. at that game, too. Yeah. Uh, we, we had a couple of games where, where we played against really quality teams, shorthanded, right. that we won. Wow. And that game, Portland was not particularly good, and I think we had our people. Yeah, it was just was. a random yeah, day was. of the week. I think 79-3 and three over those two seasons at home, the two regular seasons. I think they get one I loss and two losses. I know loss. we went more than 41 games without a loss. Right. I think almost a calendar year, right? But that, I think the team's the best team ever. You're 67-15. So you're focusing on that as a GM, obviously, and trying to win the title. But I have to think that every morning you're waking up and saying, what did Seattle do last night on the West Coast, right? Absolutely. And at what point do you start well, saying— Well, even, we didn't even wait to the morning. Well, that, we night, right. that night, right. So what, at what point do you say, holy, holy shit, we are not—this is this team is one of the great teams ever. Bird, by the way, is only like 29 at this point. All these guys are in their prime, and you're thinking, we might have a chance to add a serious guy to this list. It must have been you know, pretty early in that season you knew Seattle wasn't going to be a good team. Well, Seattle wasn't as bad as you might think in retrospect. They they didn't make it, but they would have they would have qualified for Today. the playoffs. Oh, no, in our conference, they would have qualified. Oh, for really? The playoffs. Oh, yeah. that's well. They, the Bulls were. Uh... If you go, if you go, and I I, I don't I don't remember how close it would. But have you're been, right. But that Bulls was... team only won what like 33, 33 games. Okay. You're right. That's true. So so it uh, it was not a bad team. It just happened to be in a conference right. where it was really hard to make the playoffs, and they. Um, where they didn't have their pick, they certainly weren't tanking. That's true. That's um, true. We uh, it, it, now I don't know when it was the year. What year was it? Well, the year before. We've got two years that are involved here, right? Because the pick is um, the pick is eighty six. The pick is eighty six. Eighty five, eighty six. Right. Gerald came back and played against us in eighty four, eighty five. Right. And I, I remember was a lot of other people doing. I, 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 look, I remember it very differently than other people. When that game was over, and they beat us in the garden. Mm-hmm. You're talking about our, our record in the garden. They were right. a loss in the garden, right? To, for us, eighty four, eighty five, eighty four, eighty five. But right. still, we were still putting up numbers. Oh yeah, even too. the finals that year. Yeah. Uh, well, and we were still yeah, and, and the year before. So right. we, we still had a pretty, um, pretty good home record, and they they had a enough of a lead that um, I don't know what seven, eight points, that the last possession they had, nobody was fouling him. And Gerald right. dribbled out the the, the, the clock high, uh, high you know, over the logo. Right. Right, right, right. And when it was over, he slammed that ball on the uh, onto the logo. And it went high above his head. And I got asked about that right after the... Um, Right after the game, did, was I was I was I annoyed by that? How did I feel about that? And was that insulting? And I guess I had a different look on it. Um, no, I, I, my view is, uh, why would you ever want to be traded away from this team? <laughs> I mean, it, it, I don't blame him for being upset, and we, he wasn't traded because he did anything wrong. Right. He just happened to have been able to get us something that we thought was made sense under it, the circumstances. It's funny. I talked to him about this for this. Yeah. And. Uh, He's not bitter is not the right word, but you definitely get the sense, whatever it is, 30 years later, or 20, whatever we traded 28 years later, it hurt him for that exact reason. He knew he was in the middle of something really special. He said, 
it just wasn't the same in Seattle. It just wasn't the same. Yeah, I, and he had I, a good career. He played, you know, yeah. he played with Philly, and he bounced around. But he had a pretty good career. He played over ten years. Well, and 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 he came. He was. Um, he had a lot to prove, or so he felt. Uh, he right. Was, uh, I think he was undrafted, um, Virginia Commonwealth, and, yep. and uh, we 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 signed him as a as a free agent, um, and he earned a spot on our team. I mean, that's. That was a pretty good team. That was a long shot yeah. to make the team right. when he did. And uh, he earned the playing time that he got, and he delivered. So you know that you're going to be a pretty good pick. You go through the whole lottery process. Red is there. Pat Williams is there. You get the second pick in the draft, which is a surprise. you know. So when the smoke's cleared, you know you have the second pick. For the first time, you guys sit around, the whether it's the four of you guys you mentioned before, a couple of scouts as well. Are you right away targeting bias, or do you have four or five players that you're looking at? Well, we obviously only needed to select. Why not? But there's two. But 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 there's a a a pool of guys you're looking at potentially. The the players that uh, stood head and shoulders, in our view, above the rest were Len Bias and uh, Doherty. Doherty. If we had had the number one pick, I feel pretty confident we would have taken Bias, despite Doherty being there. But we would not have been very. We would not have been unhappy. Had he dropped to us, mm-hmm. so either one of them were, um, were were good, were positive things for us. Um, bias was more of a um, was was a, in our view a better transitional player for us uh, to go from one era to the next, mm-hmm. and that's what we were that's what we were looking for in in that we had we had a nucleus of players who were all about the same age, who were in the prime of their careers, but they weren't. You know, they, they, they were presumably going to um, um, retire in close to each other. Mm-hmm. And we needed to get a transcendent player, if we could, to pick it up at that point. And, and we also viewed, we viewed um, at that particular point in time, we didn't, we didn't know that we were going to have issues with Bill Walton. Uh, not with him, but with his health. Well, he must and have had some suspicion. That not at that w- particular point. He had, he had played... He had played 80 games that year. He played 80 out of 82 games. But, you, but given and his history... he would have played in the other two if, it were, if they were playoffs. Right. He just did, he, he but given his history, he must have had some apprehension. Well, I, I can't... No. I, right. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, say that we were uh, overly confident. Right. But there was no indication that, that uh, we were going to... Ha- he wasn't going to play. He was effectively us. done at that point. We didn't... There was no reason to know that. And um, so it, the, uh, the, the bias... Um, uh, skill set was um, was important to a uh, to a, uh, that team at that time. So we thought we thought he was going to be a um, a contributor right away. Also, as compared to Doherty, who probably would not contribute for a little while. At what point do you bring bias in? Does he come to you guys? Do you go down to him before drafting him? Um, well, we knew him pretty uh, for well, a long Red time. Knew him, right? We knew him for a long time. He right. had been uh, he had been at um, Red's camp yep. um, for. Two years prior, mm-hmm. and uh, you would watch the workouts um, and because that's what Red did with his counselors. Sure, uh, he worked them out. He found out what they could and couldn't do, and we found out. Um, uh, we learned a lot about him um, in terms of, of what he could do and what he couldn't do, which was very little. Uh, who was he? Uh, who was he? Well, I'll t- <laughs> this is um, this is what was written on an on an early scouting report that. Uh, maybe not so early. Um, that uh, it has to be has to be put in context, recognizing that Michael Jordan was not yet the Michael Jordan we all right know. I mean, we obviously knew at that point 
he was going to be. He had scored sixty three points. We knew he was going to be great, but he wasn't what he is Not now. Not on the scout on the right. scouting report right. that I'm, I'm, I'm oh, talking okay, about. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, so it's probably yeah. in eighty five. Okay, I got you. Eighty five, eighty six, but right, it's, early, right, right. You know, it's before sixty three. Okay, points. I got you. Um, it the uh, scouting report uh, described him as Michael Jordan with a better outside jump shot doesn't go to the basket quite as well. It's pretty good. Yeah, and and you know you go back, you talk to Mike Shostevsky, and and he'll tell you that. Um, uh, and I can't think of who the other player would be, but one of the two the, the two best players he saw in college ever were... were I think the other one I, he said is David Thompson. Uh, no, I, no, well, it might actually be... Um, oh, that's Wilbon. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I, I have to think about it. But uh, I was only focused on the fact that Bias right. was one right, of them. Right, right, right. Michael Jordan. Oh, well, Bias actually, and Jordan. I think it was that Bias and Jordan. That I think it was sense. Bias and Jordan. Right. right. And um, we, knew, we knew certain things about his game. He was, he was a mean player. He wasn't just a skilled player. He was a mean competitor. And um, he, he brought his own chip on his shoulder. You didn't need to motivate him particularly. And he, he put in these in these pickup games that uh, were played at camp, you right. could see that. It's interesting that we had, uh, he was there, and so was Reggie Lewis. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. The yeah. Pick the year later. Right. And he was right. picked the year later. And we, we learned a lot about Reggie, who was playing at that point, he was playing, uh, he was a forward. He was a 4-3 right. at, uh, at right. Northeastern, and we we realized um, after seeing him play. Who didn't play angry? No, he did not. You know, it'd be, no, it'd he did not. Interesting contrast. You know, he was a uh, um, very level. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a super player, obviously, but the difference. Well, very competitive a in a quiet way. He yeah. No, you know what? He was yeah. a killer, too. You yeah, think? He was a killer, too, but in a very quiet way. So, bias... So there's there was no he didn't come to you you didn't go to him before the draft oh no we no no we brought him in right we brought we brought a bunch in um, and well, we'll uh, start with bias so you bring him in yeah. do you give him a drug test we did and that was was well, that we violated the was that against we violated the collective bargaining rules uh, frankly um, without thinking uh, I, I I pride myself in having understood the collective bargaining agreement uh, quite well and that was one of the things that I. Um, that I brought one of the skills that I brought right. to the table, uh, we blew that. But um, but we we did. We he tried, passed it. We, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He Was there it. any whispers? No, 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 not a not a nothing. We did background checks. Nothing. Was the that NBA, back then? Was it was the background checks as extensive say as it would be today? What was the what was the well? Process? I would, was I, would that process? I would suspect that they got better. They got more extensive the next year. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> um, but but it was it was fairly extensive. Right. And um, um, nothing. Nothing. Right. Nothing. And we also the the NBA did theirs also over time, and 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 while they were not permitted to share those results with us, um, we got to, we got a sense of what was going on, uh, and and uh, he was he was he was clean uh, in that respect. He was clean as a whistle. Doherty came in. Doherty did not come in. Um, Dean Smith wouldn't let him come. Why not? Because um, we were of all the teams in that in that draft, we were capped. And he didn't see where the money was going to come. And, I mean, I had a conversation with him, which was surprising to me that, uh, that, that, that he would take the stance, but he would not allow him com- to come in. It's so strange back yeah. then that, you know, a college yeah. basketball coach wielded that kind of power. He would say, Brad Doherty can't. You never had any conversations. So Doherty was, was no, across. No, we, didn't, we, weren't, we weren't permitted to. We, and, and when a player has an agent, right. you're not uh, you're not. You're, well, you're how not about, I mean, this is, the rest of the crew is pretty infamous in that draft, now when you start talking about they that, they did, who else came in? Washburn? No, we didn't bring Washburn in. I think the I think the only other player we brought in was uh, William Bedford. And how was that process? Not so good. 
No. He <laughs> he couldn't pee in a cup. He, he, he could we tried we, we we tried to drug test him, and he couldn't provide a sample. He did not want to provide a which, sample. Which is, yeah, euphemistically, he did not want to. Yeah. So he was out. After he was that. he was out. Um, there there might have been a player or two that we brought in, but really, as I said, we only needed two. So at that point, you after this whole process, after meeting with Bias and Bedford and all these other guys, you were pretty confident that you know you guys would have been thrilled. With, you had taken Doherty, but you, you guys were going to be thrilled with bias, right? We would have preferred bias. Right. You wanted bias. Right. Uh, uh, let me step back. When yeah. he came in, he came in, and we had, not, we had a nice conversation with him. We, it, it might not be – it wasn't a formal interview. We had known him. It wasn't – Right. Uh, and what point before the draft was this? Oh, all for? two, three weeks. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe even less. Right. Um, I do remember, and this was reported in, in, in USA Today um, – that um, I, I was—I don't know if I walked him out, or whether it's all the way to the uh, to the mm-hmm. to the cab to the airport, or, or we probably had somebody driving him, but um, or or if this was in our office, I can't remember the where, but I remember the what, and that was simply when I went to say goodbye. I said, "Good to see you," you know. Hope we'll see you on on draft day. And he says, "Please, please draft me." This was his goal. He wanted to be here. He didn't want to be drafted by. At that point, it was uh, Philadelphia. Um, they traded it the, mm-hmm. the uh, night before the draft, but um, and and he clearly wanted to be here. And he would have fit in sixth, seventh guy, provided Walt was healthy, which he thought at the time would have come in. And, and we would have found a spot for him. Um, we, um, as it turns out, there were a number of things that happened that. Uh, uh, that confirmed that we would have used him. We we uh, we lost uh, Scott Wedman for the year, about ten games into the season, maybe right. less. Right. And um, people forget Scott Wedman and forget how good he oh, was. Great shooter too. Great shooter. A pretty good defender. Yeah, he's a good player. Really he good was player. a very good player, but he was playing in the shadow of Larry Bird. Right. And didn't get the uh, the recognition. But when we lost him. In 80, um, 87, 86, 87, uh, we had nobody to fill that role, and, and Bias would have done that. Did you get the sense at that point, in the M- just in the NBA in general, 83, 84, 85, 86, that drugs were all over the place? Would that be an accurate representation? No, in fact, I think I think it had changed Because the late dramatic- 70s, it was... It, it changed dramatically since the late 70s, and when... Um, uh, a, really, it was a player initiative that there be a be drug testing. Right. Uh, players uh, who were clean were sick and tired of being right. lumped together with players who weren't, and they right. wanted to uh, to change that. So I think it would change quite a bit. I do think there are other things though that um, uh, that are would be unacceptable now. Um, you know, when we look back at that particular point in time, we do so through the eyes of of, of someone in 2016. Sure. And that's not – it doesn't give you a clear picture. And the the characterization of players using recreational drugs um, was not a particularly worrisome um, finding at, at that point in time. Teams were – okay with that they didn't think that was a problem they, they they didn't like it particularly but they if the player was good enough they were going to overlook it which is which is probably what happened in that draft it wasn't what we did right because we did not have that information and uh, and i and and after a the subpoena power of a grand jury couldn't figure out 
whether or not there had been prior use. So uh, we weren't in that situation, but a number of other teams did select players that uh, they knew had recreational drug use in their past. Um, that changed almost immediately after Bias died. Did you get the sense at the time when they had the pick that Philadelphia was going to take Doherty, or did you think they were going to move the pick? Were you surprised when the, tr- when the trade happened? Uh, we were surprised, um, but... Um, our, our sense was that they were going to take they were going to take Doherty. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know why they made the trade. I've heard I've heard Pat talk about it, and I've um, but it hasn't. Um, I, I I still don't quite. Well, you said it's it. financially. Motivated. Oh, I think there. Were, well, it, it, it may be that Dean Smith said right. he's not going there either. I don't know. Maybe maybe so. Um, but that was another really good team that had a. First pick yes. in the draft. I mean, yeah. that team was yeah. loaded. Um, we were better than they were. No, I know, we were, but that was but yeah. for that team that still they still had Moses Malone. They had a young Barkley. I can't even remember who was on that. Yeah, but team, I mean, but, you yeah. know, they had some talented guys at yeah. the first pick in the draft. Yeah, that's, no, and, no, and, and they didn't get much back for it, as it turns out. Right, but uh, yeah, yes, that's true. I mean, uh, it didn't seem wildly unfair. At the but time. given that you wanted bias, you would have taken bias first. Since you had the sense that Philly was going to take Doherty, when they then traded to Cleveland, it was a thought, oh, no, you know, they might take bias? Yeah, absolutely. And we, um, I say we, uh, I was in the room, but Red called Harry Weltman, who was then the um, general manager, at least. I mean, he may not have been in the general manager, he may not have been president. Right. Um, and Wayne Embry, I think, had been hired as general manager, but he was coming from Indiana, so he wasn't permitted to be part of the right of, of their process until after the draft. So I don't know what part Wayne may have played or may not have. Uh, Wayne, um, I have great respect for Wayne. He's been a friend a long time, and and um, uh, but the conversation was with Harry Weltman, and I remember Harry I read. Um, Confirming, uh, Harry, I agree with you. If I had uh, that's that's the only if that was my pick, that's who I'd take. <laughs> okay, I'd have I'd have had a, a harder time maybe saying that than Red did. Um, but uh, when when Red was done and the conversation was over, we both looked at him and said, "Well, hope that worked," um, and it did. Did you get the sense that the other guys around the league thought that Red was bullshitting them? Though, I mean, at some point they must have wised up to to it, right? Um. Oh, I think there was there was always great trepidation, and I think it's yeah, why right. I think it's why I might have had more success in some t- in some contexts than Red did because I was the yeah. It's hard to look at me now and say it this way, but I, I was the kid, right? You know, and uh, and uh, but I did ha- I did have one interesting um, exposure to that to the to the way in which Red was perceived by others. I I, I had made an offer to another team. Uh, to trade a, um, a general manager I know well and I re- respect and what 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 we were doing is is offering a player that was who was in the last year of his contract that we were we were upfront about it. he he viewed himself as a starter and was looking for starter money and he was a great backup for us but that was that was it and uh, we were offering it to them to to them for a player who was injured and not likely to play until the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. And they, he was also going to be a free agent, and they didn't know whether they were going to want to resign him or not resign. It was a perfect opportunity for two teams to try out players, and without a lot of risk. Right. And the uh, general manager says, "Sounds really good to me. Let let me check with the coach, 
And um, I'm just not using names here not to, mm-hmm. to protect the innocent, I guess, or maybe I'm, to protect the guilty, maybe. Um, and it came back to me. Coach says it's good. We're good. Uh, I just have to tell the owner. Uh, I can't reach him. So let's do it first thing in the morning. Uh, how about 10 o'clock? I said, fine. This was prior. This was in the period of time prior to a draft. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was. we were in the office very early. And 10 o'clock went and came and went, and I totally forgot about it. We had a break at about 11 o'clock, and I said, has someone so called? Nope. I said, let me call him. I called him. I said, we got so-and-so, we got to set up a conference call. He said, no, nah, unfortunately, can't. I said, why is that? He said, can't do the deal. I said, why not? <sighs> he said, the owner said, if Red wants to do this deal, I don't. <laughs> and I said, would you believe that Red doesn't know anything about this? He said, not for a minute. <laughs> okay, so we didn't do the deal. Do you guys never looked at Chuck Person? Uh, well, I mean, I, it, it doesn't disparage his talent. I no, mean, I know, but just, I, no, I just, no. he was, no, he was we, picked we, fourth. No, yeah. no, we just, uh, the, 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 the guy we wanted was Tarpley, no? Uh, no. 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 As I, when right. you say, did we look at them, we evaluated all of them. Right. But um, we didn't, uh, our, our view was, we've got the second pick, we need two players, we got two players. Was there ever any offers for the pick? Was there any trade discussion around you the know, pick? You I, know, I don't think, I don't recall fielding any offers for the pick. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, so then draft day happens, so now you, you're, you're confident Cleveland's going to take uh, Doherty, they do. You take bias, you do, and then you're just sort of thinking, you know, we're, this is we're not all set because I'm, I'm sure you never think that you're all set, but you're thinking, wow, you know, we we have basically via good trade have fallen into this guy, and we have what you would think was a foundational player for the next decade, right? At the Correct. time, yeah. And and Larry did too. I mean, Larry, Larry was really excited because he could see him playing right then and there and prolonging Larry's career. And you think of him as as a was he a three? Was he a... It's a three, four. He could play a four as well. Yeah. So he could spot Bird and McHale, potentially. Probably. And Casey, who was not yeah, a that's huge a, fan that's of... That's an issue I, I under, of rookies. Is, I that, mean, what you're, is yes. that where you're going? Well, I remember with Reggie yeah. Lewis, who was a... He yeah. would just bury guys. Yeah. Was that, was that a conversation? <sighs> you, I guess you hadn't had to have it quite at that point. I, I You know, I, I don't think it would have been an issue, for one thing, the way that... The, the injuries right. that came down, you had we had an injury to, um, to Walton played right. very few games. Right, Wedman, as you said. Uh, Wedman was out. Um, McHale got hurt late in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been hard not to play him. He ended up playing guys that um, that we brought in. Um, uh, I'm trying to Darren remember. Day, Darren Day, Connor yeah. Henry, yep, um, and, and and so forth. Who. Who, while they were NBA players and they have a, they could they could right. have a role, weren't Len Bias. Well, the seventeen was sort of almost historically decimated in the right. second half of the season. It I was. mean, between yeah. you know the all the injuries between Walden and McHale and stuff. You're right. I guess he would have played. So then, uh, I guess you know when do you find out that that he had, he had died? Well, he had, let's, we'll we'll come back a little. Sure. Bit. We uh, the the draft was in New York, mm-hmm. and he immediately came up. He was there, right? Immediately came up to um, uh, to Boston. Mm-hmm. Came into the office. Um, we um, and and he he met with the media, and mm-hmm. and uh, he also went uh, went out to Reebok maybe the next day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe they they were um, they they reached an agreement or they already had an agreement, but he went uh, there, and uh, so that would be uh, Wednesday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm not sure if it was he went back Wednesday night. I think. Okay. So it would be Thursday morning. I got uh, I got a call about six o'clock from a uh, produce TV producer who said, "I'm really sorry to call, and this sounds like a really cruel joke, but we have word that um, Len Bias has has collapsed from a heart attack." So you're kidding? No, I said I can't imagine that. But I'm up. <laughs> That's got me thinking. He calls back. Same same producer calls back a couple of minutes later, and he said, um, "Just wanted you to know, I I, um, I called his agent. His agent was Len, uh, Lee Fentress, who I'd known quite a while. And he said, and he took the call, and then he slammed, and then he slammed the phone and hung up on me. So you're kidding. So I called Lee, and Lee said, well." It's true that there is a uh, that that he has been rushed to the hospital. I don't know anything more than that. So now I start making my calls. I call Red. Red knows about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I called Alan Cohen and um, I called Don Gast, and I can't remember what order any of them. Probably for Red first. That, that's my always would be my right. my inclination. And um, they didn't know obviously anything about it. Well, not obviously, but they didn't know anything about it. And we talked, and they were. Um, very interesting. Um, they were, uh, these were nice people. Uh, they both expressed real concern, not in a basketball sense. And, and there was nothing about that. I really got the sense that they were worried for him. I said, I, I, I don't know any more than that. I called Red back, and Red, it was in an intervening period, maybe 15 minutes, Red knew he had died. It wasn't out. There was, there was no. There was no media report to it yet, and he got that from Lefty Drizel. At least I'm assuming that's what he did. He mm-hmm. got it from Lefty Drizel, and uh, there I was stunned, absolutely stunned. Um, it's no better way to describe it. It's yeah. It must be you know. You, I would yeah. My natural reaction would be you don't you give it zero thought from a basketball perspective for a long time, right? I mean, I maybe you know. You don't think of your players dying. Right. It's just not something you think about. Right. And then, you know, all the fallout. I mean, when do you, you, do you start hearing about drugs that day? No. Did not hear about that. After? For, no, it was, it was a, a short period of time, but not, not that short. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, and it's, in, in retrospect, it looks very uh, insensitive, but we had a, um, a cruise a cruise, a, a, a travel company had set up a cruise for a lot of people to go with some members of the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a commitment that we had. And that was to leave on, I think, Saturday. So we've got one intervening day. And um, we went. And while I was, um, while we were at sea, uh, I did, we got a, um, uh, Cablegram that came right. with the results of the autopsy uh, implicating cocaine in his death, and that was the that was the, from my perspective the first I had heard of it. Now, I had been insulated; I was not uh, easily reached at that mm-hmm. particular point in time. 
So that's that was that's how I heard. And then shock all over again. I'm oh, guessing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although I will say that I was still numb, and I almost didn't care why. Right. I just knew what. That was the right then and there. That was the most significant issue for me. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard to you know. I feel like bias gets better and better every year. As if a player, the, if his make, quality of his of his play, if that makes sense, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, it's it's almost assumed that he was going to be one of these all time great players. I'm not sure that's fair, but but well, know, I'm not sure who that's un, unfair to. Well, I, 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 don't, um, I, don't, I I should I should say I don't know if that's legitimate or not. I I wonder, you know, sometimes history sort of you know moves it that way. But are you convinced that this was going to be a, a a great player, a Hall of Fame talent? We were convinced at the time. Yeah. Uh, that's all I can, you know, all, the, only, the only reference that I can give you. Um, uh, have we been wrong before? Sure. Uh, is it an exact science? Absolutely not. Um, but there are certain things that you think you can count on. We had known him for long enough to see his play over a period of time. Uh, I, I do think that um, the drafting players, drug issues aside, mm -hmm. The drafting players in that era was easier than it is now. I'll, I'll, re, I'll rephrase that. Evaluation of players at that at that point was an easier thing to do. More than of a sample it, size. Than it a whole bunch of things. Bigger sample size. They're playing against their the best players are seniors mm -hmm. playing against seniors, and they're making a jump, one jump up to the next level. Now you've got the best players are all freshmen, virtually. Yeah, they get to play one year. They own one 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 year of sample size. Or some guy in Croatia who you don't know. You know they have that too. Well, that's true, and that's a different issue. You've got right. You might have a larger sample size, but you don't have. But you can't. It's uh, grading the, the know, competition, competition right. is harder. But grading the competition now is hard because they're younger. The better players are younger, and they're not as good. Their game isn't as refined as the seniors that were the better players in 1986. Mm -hmm. So you got it. You did get an opportunity to evaluate them maybe a little more care carefully, right? Um, and that's where where bias was. He was a senior. He was playing against seniors, and he, for the most part, and um, uh, he stood head and shoulders. He was a he could he did a lot of things. His skill set was outstanding. And and he had size. He was a legitimate six eight. He was he was strong. He was mean. mean you know, you can gauge right. mean. He's going to be mean, regardless. Um, and I mean that in a very very positive sense. Sure. Um, he um, he 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 had a he was a deep range jump shooter, uh, a jump maker if you mm -hmm. want, jump shot maker. Right. Uh, he was a very good outside shooter. And he was very good around the basket. So, uh, he, could he not have been as good as we thought? Absolutely. But I would say that would be um, the probabilities were that he was going to be a very good player. How was how did the uh, the death effect read? That's a real tough thing to say. I don't know. I mean, he had, um, you know, certainly it 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 affected Lefty Drizell, mm -hmm. and who lost his job essentially. Mm -hmm. Fred was a good friend of Lefty's. Um, we obviously put a lot of, a lot of faith and hope into this draft. Um, we still thought I, I, I had made a statement at the time that turned out to be wrong, and I said, I said, you know, not in a callous way, but in competitively, 
his death isn't going to be felt for a little while. Well, I was wrong. It was felt right away because he right. would have played right away. And we needed him to play right away. So, uh, or nearly right away. Um, but Red, and Red had all those feelings. I don't know that, I, I, I don't know that it uh, changed him particularly. Uh, he's a tough-minded guy, but we were all disappointed. We're How about, all affected. let's just say, let's play just the last question. Let's play devil's advocate and say that Cleveland decides to take Bias first and you take Doherty second. I, my guess is he would have backed up Parrish for a few years. Parrish would have retired, and Doherty would have gone on to have a really career with the Celtics. Is that a reasonable? I think that's a reasonable assumption. And if you look at that season where Walton couldn't play, he would have played a lot. He would have gotten time. Right. The knock on him going into that draft was he was soft. He, was soft, right. which I, I, he I wasn't. No, he looked soft. He did. If that makes sense. He was kind he of did. doughy in college. And and traditionally. North Carolina players were hard to evaluate. I don't know why, but they because were, of the they system. Were, as I said, I don't know why. Right. <laughs> they, I, they they had a lot of play. One of the things I think that maybe contributed to that is they had a lot of players of equal high level players, but of equal ability. Mm-hmm. So they didn't stand out. So you look at it. You look at the Maryland team, and bias stood right. out. Right. Um, but you had. Was Worthy there then, and you had Worthy, uh, but they had Perkins and Jordan, and Worthy yeah. and Doherty, and I mean, yeah. this was, there was all, a lot. There was a, right. there were a lot of quality players, and it was a system that did, was not a um, you know didn't didn't focus on one individual. Michael Jordan being an example, great great player, ultimately uh, the best of all time in many people's eyes. Mm-hmm. But as a college player, he was just a really good college player, right? But he wasn't. Um, you, you didn't. You, you couldn't have forecast his his, uh, his career. Did you guys think that Doherty was soft heading into that draft? Um, probably. Yeah. Probably. Right. Uh, I think my point I, is, why why was it bias over Doherty? Well, I think that played a role. I think uh, we were also looking, as I said, to the skill set that uh, that he brought. Um, and uh, while while there was much more of an emphasis on the center position than there is now. Uh, this was a player of unusual skills. Right. Okay, we're good. All right. I good. appreciate it. I am really impressed that you didn't have one note. This is my this area of my whole. You didn't have one note, and we went from question to question absolutely seamlessly, even though we may have gone different directions. Very impressed. Thanks. I like that. All right. Thanks as always for listening to the Enough About Me podcast. If you want more podcasts like this with guests like Artie Lang, where, who else is going to have Artie Lang and fucking Bob Ryan on the same podcast or David Portnoy and uh, John Tomasi? If you want to listen to podcasts like this, you go to iTunes, Stitcher, you can go to WI.com, you can go to the mobile app. When you go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe. That's going to help us out a lot. If you want more of these, leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe. Make sure you do that for me. That is a command. Now do it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.